Hello and welcome to the second episode of Cinephiles Digest, our new spin-off show featuring horror films and horror conversation in time for horror season. Pretty stoked. I'm um, joined today again by Paris. How are you doing today, ma'am? Hey, um, I'm doing good, except it looks like a horror movie outside right now because of all the fire smoke. Yeah, we can uh, talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Um, but we have another host this week who was not here episode one. You know him from the Mainline podcast. It's Travis. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks for the invite, guys. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we all <laughs> assemble the best team possible. We're like the Avengers of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no more like the suicide squad of podcasting <laughs> um so on this episode uh we're gonna be doing another double horror feature and uh this episode it was paris's turn to choose so uh paris why don't you tell the listeners they can see it in the fucking episode title but uh <laughs> tell uh, tell our listeners what you picked yeah so i for this week's double feature i picked uh the wicker men um, that is uh, the original The Wicker Man from 1973. Three. Almost had Three? It. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't trust myself. And then the uh, newer one, the remake, I suppose you would call it, um, from 2006 with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, uh, went, went, what went into your decision? Just... Uh were curious or or what so i had never seen either of them but i have watched a lot of videos on the nicholas cage wicker man and i was very curious especially because <laughs> i was like i was under the impression that the wicker man was all about bees and so i was like where does the wicker man come in <laughs> and so <laughs> and it's nicholas cage and he's you know one of the best uh, actors of our time Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to, uh, I guess I just wanted to see what all the, what all the hubbub is about. Plus sure. apparently the original one's kind of a cult classic as well in its own, like, I think they're separately cult classics for different reasons, if I'm right. not mistaken. <laughs> yes, I, I would say that's accurate. Um, so we'll be uh, tackling the original Wicker Man first, but uh, before we do, uh, you have mentioned earlier, I think it was Travis, maybe it was Paris. Um, it was Paris. West Coast is on fire. Mm-hmm. How uh, how are you guys holding up in Seattle? I hear the air quality is pretty bad right now. Yeah, it looks pretty terrible outside right now. Kind of <laughs> looks like we're living on Mars. Everything's got a yellow, orangish hue to it, and it's super smoky. And I'm afraid yeah. to go outside. It's, Shit. It's, <laughs> it's weird out. I... Uh, Last night, Kurt said we should close all the windows again because there was a huge like weather warning that the smoke was going to be coming in. So I was like, okay. I woke up and I had the blinds all closed anyway. And he he comes to wake me up and he goes, hey, um, you should come look outside. It's yellow. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's even more so because we have a bunch of greenery across our balcony. But it looks straight up like yellow green. Like there's a weird chemical in the air or something. Luckily, I knew it was from the fires, but I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Have we, has there been a chemical attack and no one told me? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, hope you guys stay safe. And, you know, obviously all my friends and family, my whole life out there, uh, <laughs> I hope everyone <laughs> stays safe. <laughs> um, things are good here on the East Clear Coast. Skies. Where I am? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, clou- it's cloudy. Yeah, uh, okay. It was raining earlier, but... No fires. Send us some rain. I might we die in a it. hurricane. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, we I was got gonna plenty say, of rain here. Matt's got, Matt's got hurricanes. We've got the fires over here. Keep you those. Know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we'll, we won't trade. We'll just keep it the way disaster. it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, I hope everyone listening uh, staying safe and isn't uh, in harm's way. Stay inside as much as you can. Breathe that clean air. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's dive into this first uh, part one of the double feature, uh, original Wicker Man, <coughs> official title, original Wicker Man, from uh, <laughs> 1973. 
Uh, I'll read the plot synopsis on this one real quick. Uh, a Puritan police sergeant arrives in a Scottish island village in search of a missing girl who the locals claim never existed. Ooh. <laughs> Film stars Edward Edward Woodward. Seriously, <laughs> Edward Woodward. Yeah, what the fuck is that name? Uh, Christopher Lee, a.k.a. Saruman from uh, Lord of the Rings. Count Dooku. Count Dooku. And uh, some other jabronis. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to go first on this one? I can if no one else wants to. Well, let's let's let Travis go first. I feel like. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, so I had seen this before, <laughs> pretty recently actually. And first impression, I was a little disappointed by it because a lot of people have this uh, pretty highly rated on letterboxd and i've heard it's a classic um upon rewatch i felt similarly um it's just not that scary and it's kind of silly and it just doesn't really feel like a horror film um it does it, i think it looks really good and it's well made but just i don't know the tone is kind of off and just silly and i feel like there's a twist kind of at the end but it doesn't really feel like one at all and that's about it but there were some good costumes and some good masks in it so one <laughs> good thing i could say <laughs> um yeah i honestly didn't really know what i was getting into when i watched the movie i mean i knew it was regarded as as a classic in some circles um a lot of people love this movie, and I actively disliked it. I did not have a good time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is goofy as fuck. Um, I, the first half is basically a musical about corn and, and whatever else. Um, I... Like, I, I thought it was going to be spooky, you know? Like, it's supposed to be similar to Midsummer. Obviously, there's parallels because Midsummer is, is drawing right. heavily from this. But it's meant to be, and I think many folks find it to be unsettling and kind of atmospheric. And I was just like, I am not intimidated in the slightest by these fucking tree-humping, <laughs> sex-crazed, pagan like maniacs like i just was not i could not get into the mood or the atmosphere at all because it just seems so silly like i wasn't invested in the investigation elements so i was like not tied in there and i like uh christopher lee in the movie i think he he's he's solid but i just wasn't ever oh, yeah. threatened i never felt like there was any danger um, and the weird, like I liked how horny the movie is, but <laughs> it, didn't, is that. <laughs> it didn't really move. It didn't really pay off in any significant way. Cause it's not, the ending's not horny. It's just like he walks outside and, Oh, there's a bunch of people banging in a field. Oh, there's a woman fucking grinding on a tombstone. Like that's weird. You know, it's just like, this movie is strange, but I didn't find it creepy that was that that's how i felt yeah maybe it was uh creepier back in the 70s i could see that so um i didn't know that the original one was scottish i also didn't know that it was a musical much like that <laughs> um <laughs> literally kurt and i were watching this and during the beginning credits he was like wow this song's going on for a long time and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of of its of its time, right? You know, the opening credits kind of drawn on with a song. That's that's pretty typical. And then, I mean, usually it's the song doesn't necessarily have words. Usually it's a score, but you know, okay. And then uh, and then it kept going. It was just more singing, and that did not stop for the entire movie. And there was a full on multiple minute scene where a woman is naked and singing. Mm -hmm. and, oh yeah that's the best part <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was honestly that's where the movie got me i was like i'm in it <laughs> i'm in it to win it <laughs> um actually i have a fun fact about that scene 
my fun oh, fact. <laughs> um, so the actress uh, that um, played that character, she refused to be filmed for the nude scene anything more than waist up. She was like, titties were all good, but like, don't show the rest of me. Sure. And so she didn't know, but they actually used a body double to fill to film all of like the bottom down, like the waist down parts for her. And so she didn't know actually until she went and like saw the movie at the premiere or whatever. And so I guess a lot of fans will bring her like stills from that scene that have like her butt in it or something. And she's like, I refuse to sign that because it's not actually my butt. (laughs) (laughs) So the, okay. So I've seen something about that, but I didn't look into it. So when she's like looking in the mirror or the camera is framed from like her waist up, that's right. her and her boobs. Yes. But yes. when she's like spinning and dancing and you see her butt, like her full body, that's yeah, the back someone side. else? Oh, yes. okay. So it's exactly. literally that one part where she's like holding onto the wall and like shaking her hips. <laughs> like that's Anything, a different woman. There's a lot of stuff that shows her butt in the scene. Anything that shows her butt, that's not her. And her Anything face like, and her butt are never happening at the same time. <laughs> it's a weird way to I say get. that, but well, <laughs> her face is on the front of her and her butt is on the back of her, so no, right, they're but not going at the same time. Matt. <laughs> uh, you have a, there's this the thing fuck? called a neck, Paris. <laughs> you okay, can't turn. She's not it. doing the anime thing where she turns her neck all the way around so you can see her butt and not her face all the way around. <laughs> I don't she think she ever really turned her around when she was doing that. Okay. Well, and she didn't like do that like coy peek behind her shoulder, dumbass. Like. Well, I don't know. I don't remember it that well. I was fixated on d- one specific area <laughs> of the Edward screen. Edward Woodward. <laughs> um, she also um, was uh, partners with or dating uh, Rod Stewart for a long, long time. During the, that time, actually, and I think he discouraged people from going to see the movie because he was like, don't, because you can see my girlfriend's boobies in it, and I didn't know. <laughs> Killer Get Rod Stewart it. impression. <laughs> Remind me, I he is, is he a, I can't remember, is he a Rolling Stone? Is that who Rod Stewart is? No. I can picture his face. He's a musician, isn't he? Yeah. What is like, What band was he in? He's his, I, I thought he was just himself. Really? Like fucking Billy Joel or something? Yeah, right. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm peeping it right now. First of all, apparently he's Sir Rod Stewart, which, okay, whatever. <laughs> they really be giving out those those knighthoods easily these days. Um, oh, yeah, yeah he's I think just, it's just fucking him. Rod Stewart. This is a Rod Stewart podcast now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay, well... So we talked about the best scene. Um, what else we got? <laughs> so I oh, also sorry, was a little, well, I just also was, I thought it was really interesting that they were like, we needed a guy to come here of his own free will. Okay. Makes sense. They don't want to be torturing something because you know, they're, uh, they're quality people. They have their morals and ethics. Um, but really I thought was interesting is like, we needed a male virgin. And it was so funny because loser. he does. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> get a life, guy. But no, but it was really interesting in the beginning when Britt Eklund's character is like trying to like sleep with him, and he's like, first of all, I'm engaged to be married. Second of all, I don't believe in sex before marriage. <laughs> and, and I, I like was how. Like, Oh, I was like, damn, this guy definitely has fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how he said, uh, he's like, I'm actually engaged to be married. And she was like, yeah, so what? And then he was like, I don't believe in it before marriage. And she was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like cheating is cheating is fine. You can do that. But like, if you, if you don't believe in sex, then I guess it doesn't exist for you. <laughs> he's a man of principle. And she admires that about him. Um, I I wanted to like this dynamic more but there's a heavy through line through the whole movie and I mean it's in the uh, synopsis too he's a Puritan man so there's he's always like walking in and there's people talking about phallic imagery and dicks and he's like how can you teach the children this stuff 
How do you have you never heard of a man named Jesus Christ? You know, like the <laughs> whole Honestly, movie that is great him Scottish being Scottish <laughs> accent. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I've been practicing. Um, and I I don't know. I just I don't find that I didn't find that dynamic very interesting because he's just like oh, you guys don't love Jesus. You suck. Why don't you follow the teachings of Jesus? And everyone's like, oh, because it's just not our way. And it's like, cool. That, like That's kind of as deep Honestly, as it gets, you know? <laughs> I was wondering if at the time it was different, but now I almost read it like he's kind of the bad guy because he's coming into their, you know, deal and he's like, haven't you heard of Jesus? And they're like, yeah, he's cool. We just don't. We, he he was a guy. We just don't like believe in him. And he's like, that is insane. How could you? Yeah. And like, I took a modern read on that to be like, oh, he's the bad guy. He's coming in here being like, preacher, the preacher. Jesus and they're freak. like, we're not doing anything to harm anyone. And at the end, they do harm him. But like, okay, he's annoying. So right, and that's that's fair. But I mean. Given the context when it was made, I think it's I think part of the reason why it has such a following is because, you know, fucking 45 years ago, the idea of this Christian moral man being tempted by all this sin and he doesn't give in and these pagans just end up burning him alive. Like, I think that's where the horror is supposed to be derived from. But me being an atheist, I was like, just fucking burn this guy. Like the whole movie, I was like, get, get him out of here. Can we get this show moving? Like, when's the Too torture bad. start? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it didn't really resonate with me. Um, I will say, uh, it's a better movie than Midsummer uh, for the simple reason that Wicker Man wow. did it first. Hey. They're both no. garbage, but Wait. Wicker Man did it first. So, so credit where credit where credit's due. This is one of the few areas of movies that Matt and I differ so, 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 so highly on. Because, Matt, you hate Wicker Man. Or not Wicker Man, sorry. You hate Midsummer, And I thought it was, like, top five best movies of that year. Like, I loved Midsummer. Mm-hmm. It was, it's still, like, it's still spooky. Midsummer just has a it. lot more going on than this one. Yes, yes. I mean, it is, like, an hour longer, too, but fair and know, it's a lot more developed and like better written and care about more, the characters more I think. more horrific yeah. for sure yeah Definitely. but <laughs> i mean at least the yeah. wicker man doesn't sniff his own actual farts like midsummer <laughs> oh my god so did, which version did you guys watch of the wicker the original wicker man because i've heard that there's a bunch of different versions really huh. yeah I watched the Amazon the one, one to rent. Okay. <laughs> that is, that's also the one I watched, but then I was, when I was reading about it. No, I you was watched it on it, video. Apparently... Yeah. Oh, so see, we might've watched different versions because apparently there's a director's cut. And then it's also like the theatrical version was cut differently for different things. And then apparently even in the director's cut, there's a bunch of scenes that all the actors and the person doing the score remember doing and they were surprised not to see even in the director's cut like a bunch of stuff apparently so is there anything specifically like big differences so we can maybe compare notes and like confirm that we saw the same version because yeah travis put it on his voodoo and i watched it on there the the og or excuse me not og uh the other wicker man i I rented on amazon gotcha i rented the one on Amazon, so I don't know if they're different versions. And honestly, I'm not sure like what the main differences were. I didn't see about that, so uh, there's no way to know. Yeah, they probably be <laughs> labeled as such anyway, because usually it'll say director's cut or it'll say theatrical cut. Um, one of them just has less, but yeah. So uh, hopefully we watch the right version. <laughs> I mean, it oh, yeah, sounds there's, like there's we all watched button, the right? same version. <laughs> there was a musical. There were some titties. Some people were fucking in a graveyard yeah. for some reason at night. That was the part that I was like, this movie's horny, but like inexplicably so. Like that scene did not make any sense. But not horny enough. <laughs> <laughs> not horny enough for Matt, apparently. That was that was. Honestly, the one moment in the movie where I felt a little, uh, 
uncomfortable? <laughs> no, well, yeah, but uncomfortable in like a creeped out sense because it comes out of nowhere and the way it's lit, it just looks kind of frightening. But it it's also not. seems like they removed some frames or something. It was kind of like jittery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It would like pause while the music kept going and then it would jump mm-hmm. to another couple going to town. Um, <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> so, well, so Travis, you alluded to um, a twist. So did you guys see the end coming where it was all a setup and the whole point was for him to be sacrificed? Or did that come as a surprise? Well, I'd already seen it, um, but thinking back, I, f- I don't know. It didn't, I, f- I feel like that's happened in other movies, so I kind of saw it coming, like that kind of a twist. Right. I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, it, not that I was anticipating that the whole way through, but when it happened, it came as no surprise. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, that happened, and I was like, oh, Yeah. Of course, like, and then they proceed to, you know, tie him up and throw him in the wicker man thing. But, um, yeah, uh, the that ending was pretty fine. Cool. Was yeah. I was me. waiting the whole movie. Iconic. I was like, when does the wicker man come in? Let's get the show on the road here, people. Who's the real wicker man? <laughs> yeah, who is the wicker man? <laughs> um. I don't have too much more to say about this one. Any other thoughts before uh, we move on to the Nikki Cage version? Christopher Lee's getup at the end was pretty awesome. It's a sick Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I had two other thoughts that I wanted to touch on this. First thing was another fun fact. Um, apparently Christopher Lee, uh, did not get paid for this movie. Like he asked to like not take a salary and then he used his own money to do a promotional tour for himself to hit as many cities as possible. Like even like small towns, like he'd go to like bumfuck nowhere, Ohio and, and, and like do promotion for this movie because he was so excited and he still says it's like his favorite movie he's ever done. Really? Which I think is insane because he was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he was in Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Like he was in so many epic movies and he was like, no, no. This 1970s puritanical weirdo ass musical with lots of butts. My jam. Number one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I respect him. I read or heard he did that because he was like sick of being typecast as Dracula. So maybe he loves this movie oh. because it saved his career. Interesting. I didn't even realize. Did he play Dracula a bunch prior to this? I guess. I think he played Dracula twice. To uh, be fair, two- twice is kind of typecast. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you're done. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, there was think, another thing. Right, right? We're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had another thing, and honestly, I lost it. So it must have been some gobbledygook nonsense. It's fine. We're good. So we want to drop a star rating on this one? Drop a turd on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, we'll I did want to ask for Travis. The next one. <laughs> Travis, did this, did this go up for you on a rewatch, or were you like, no, uh, it's still bad? No, it went down a little bit. Oh, no. Well, I saw you logged it as a 3.5 from your first watch. So did did you did it get bumped down to a three or three? I'll I'll still give it a three. It's it's decent, but it's I don't know. It's it's just more disappointing than anything, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I had maybe unrealistic expectations for the movie. And when it just didn't match tonally or atmosphere what we got we would have never expected (laughs) right (laughs) unless we'd like seen a trailer honestly (laughs) um i give it a three and a half because even though it had all the weird ass stuff that we've talked about i actually kind of enjoyed it i don't know it had it was it was entertaining was it a good horror movie no not really but it was entertaining in almost like a comical way like anytime i don't know anytime they were singing i just i i was i was all about it um (laughs) 
And then, like, there's just a lot of really funny bits. Like, there's a part where there's a man dressed up as a horse that keeps going at him that, like, kind of <laughs> leads him to where they want him to be. And I just found that so funny. Every time the horse went, I, I was dying laughing. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely unique. I'll definitely give the movie points for that. It was uh, uh, something that I hadn't seen before, but I ended up rating it a 2.5. And Paris, did we peer pressure you? Because I swear I saw you log this as a four on Letterboxd. Did I you get pressured down? It. No, no. So here's the thing. I logged it as a four, and I was like really having a hard time. I actually meant to say something about this. I was having a very hard time figuring out what my star rating should be for this because it is extraordinarily entertaining, but it's not a good horror film. Sure. So I was like, is it good? Is it bad? Like, I don't. But you also like watching bad movies, so. I do. I do. (laughs) At a certain spot. I enjoy watching bad movies. Not that this is a bad movie. No, We're gonna talk I about enjoy bad watching movie bad here movies. In a yes, yes. If they're entertaining enough, like they make me laugh, I do enjoy watching bad movies. You're right, Travis. I always go to see the room when it's showing here. Like, I love that stuff. But this, I was having a hard time with. And then honestly, after I had thought I rated it differently, because after watching the second one, I was like, oh, I gotta bump this one, the first one up a little bit. And then uh, I went back and I was like, a four, I overrated this by a lot. And so I was like, three and a half seems more accurate. Fair. Okay. Well, thank you for clarifying. I hate to be the letterbox police, but you know, it's a job I, nobody wants right now in this current apparently, climate. Apparently, what, but... what I'm finding out is Matt is diligently watching my star ratings and seeing if they change, so... You we'll follow see. the rules. My rules. <laughs> um, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Nick Cage, Wicker Man. Um, this came out thirty-three years later. Um, set not in Scotland this time. This time set in the Pacific Northwest. Filmed Ooh, in Vancouver, what? but I think it's supposed to be. Uh, and probably like the the sound somewhere in, in uh, a fictional island out there. In the Puget Sound, and then later she says, "You're a California cop. This is Washington." <laughs> I you got to make it clear exactly where we are, what we're doing <laughs> at all times. Um, but the movie is plot-wise largely the same. Uh, the plot synopsis reads a sheriff investigating the disappearance of a young girl from a small island discovers there's a larger mystery to solve among the island's secretive neo-pagan community. So this movie is a cult classic uh, like you said for very different reasons. Um, All the wrong ones. <laughs> yes. Um, I knew it was going to be bad and it was very bad. There's lots of things I want to point to specifically, but I'll let someone else go first. Um, But real quick, I'll just say uh, this whole movie, I'm jumping to the end, but I was the whole time I was waiting for the B scene. And turns out that's an alternate ending. Like the one thing I knew about this movie isn't even the real ending. And I was disappointed. You said that. Because I was, so I watched this, full full disclosure, I almost, Kurt and I were drinking last night, and I was like, I'm super tired, I'm gonna go to bed. It was like nine. I was like, I'm <laughs> exhausted, it's been a long week, what I'm already day. drunk, like, I gotta go to bed. And then, as I was about to go to sleep, I was drifting off to sleep, I shot up, I shot up in bed, and was like, we have to watch the new Wicker Man, I haven't watched it yet, we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And Kurt was like, oh, okay, I thought you were asleep. And I was like, no, nah, we got to we gotta get going. So we, we powered up and we watched The Wicker Man. So, and I was literally, I thought it was just because I was so tired and like out of it. But I was like, I told him at the beginning, I was like, the only thing I know about this movie is that there's a scene where his face gets covered in bees. And then there's like this weird like wooden cage over it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's allergic to bees or something. And then I watched the whole movie and I was like, did I miss that scene? Am I fucking tripping? Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? 
And I just kind of chalked it up to me being super tired and like maybe I missed it. But I'm glad you said that because I was so confused. Yeah, I that was also the only hey. thing I knew from this movie. And to be fair, happen, though, you know, there's plenty of bees in the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too many bees. One might even say the fucking bees in this it's movie. Bee heavy. Like, I there's so many. Largely, the movie's plot is the same, but all of the additions but are bees. like head scratching. <laughs> what the fuck is yes. this doing here? Changes. You know what I mean? Like. Why the bees? I don't understand what the bees also, brought to the movie. Did you guys notice when they said crop of bees? That's not a crop of honey. Is that a way that people refer to honey harvest or whatever? When they said crop or honey crop, is I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. Like in the first one, when they were talking about like their produce crops, I was like, yeah, you had a bad crop that year. Okay, whatever. Totally bad harvest or crops failed. They were like, he was like, why do you have store-bought honey when you have all these beekeepers around here? And Lily Sobieski's like, oh, because our crop failed. We had a terrible crop last year. And I was like, of bees? What does that even mean? Like, I was so, it, it took me out of it. Well, I mean, me there. bees but have what to else produce. Would they be called? Yeah, I mean, you're. I don't you're... know, it sounded <laughs> wrong to me. It sounded like they were just trying to use the exact same terminology Someone as the first movie clearly without hasn't seen like Honeyland. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> well, that's fair because there this movie is so poorly written and I wouldn't be surprised if the wrong terminology was used without anyone even realizing it. Like I <laughs> yes. laughed out loud um when Nick Cage is like trapped in the crypt and the uh, you know the doors closed. He calls it a lid. He was like, "Somebody put the lid down." And I was like, "The lid? What?" Oh, so so many just poorly written lines that don't add anything to the movie, but amped up the entertainment factor because that's 100%. the only merit to enjoy this movie on. Right? Is the like the horribly bad stuff. Most of it's just bad and not in an entertaining way, but you get these moments like Nick Cage fist fighting 10 women. Like, Oh my God. That was <laughs> when he walks I... up that hill and just punches her. In the face. <laughs> when he, when he drop kicks Lily Sobieski oh my into God. a wall, I, I was lost it. dying. So good. Dying. And the, um, uh, when he has the the dream where he's on the boat and he sees Rowan <laughs> on the deck and she gets hit by a truck twice, like what? <laughs> well, it's so, so you're on a fucking boat. Where is she? You're on a, a ferry. So where good. would there be a truck? And I love that it's supposed to jar us, but it just seems so. It it was it was one of those dream sequences where you're like this literally, physically could not be real. Not even in a supernatural way, because that's a fucking truck coming out of nowhere, and we're on a fucking boat. Like, mm -hmm. what is happening? Yeah, and basically, the whole movie, there are, you know, these moments that are sprinkled through that are just fucking hilarious, that, that make it an enjoyable watch. Like, yeah. um, there's a moment, it, it's uh, like a double fake out. It's when he's he's on the dock, um with uh he 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 finds that um uh body like he he's he's dreaming because he's waiting for the guy to come back to the plane right and he uh oh, gets yeah, the, he body, the body under and then the he dock. wakes up yeah and then he wakes up and he's like, oh my god it was all a dream and then she's in his lap again <laughs> and then he wakes up again like <laughs> the double dream fake out honestly i called that out too i was like it's inception he's being inception <laughs> Neil LeBute did it first. The best part is, I forget, so full disclosure, I watched the uh, the B scene on YouTube. So I forget if it's during the B yes. scene or if it's during the torture part. But when he's like freaking out, he's like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking so, about? I know what there's you're talking a part, about. <laughs> there's a part where they're carrying him to the Wicker Man. And you can tell it's very clearly 80 yard after because they were trying to explain why he couldn't get out of this like, loose blanket that they're carrying him in and he's like oh my god you broke my legs my legs are broken now oh my god and it's like not showing his face on the screen it's like it's just like clearly after after everything just 80 yard in to be like oh we have to explain they're just carrying him over we have to explain like why he couldn't move or anything 
Like well, it doesn't that... make sense why he couldn't get out of the blanket. Right. So he he must have had to break it broke his leg. So we'll just have him. Uh, we'll show like them walking and have him be like, "Oh God, you broke my leg." Well, that's what's so bizarre about the ending of the movie is that audio is from the deleted scene. So like, really, I, I watched it on YouTube. The B scene. The, it's oh like a torture God. scene. Like they they break his legs with a hammer, and he says all that stuff. So they like really <laughs> took it the audio so, from that. It sounded so fake. I assumed it was done in a studio after. Like it sounded so awkward and like not like something a human would say. Yeah, no, they they tortured even in the alternate scene. That's where they show him being tortured and they break his oh legs with a hammer. I'm and... really upset that I didn't watch that scene. <laughs> But it's gonna it, have it, to go do it later. That was so strange because <laughs> it's just like the camera is up in the air and it's a like a zoo, very zoomed out shot, and you just hear him being like, "No, not my legs! Oh God, where are you doing? Where are you taking me?" Like all this stuff just happening, disconnected from the image, and it's like, "What is this fucking movie?" Yeah. And then they put him in the Wicker Man. And there, there's a scene where he's got his face pressed up against the wood, and he's just like, ah. <laughs> Honestly, this is some prime, prime Nicolas Cage screaming in this movie. Oh, there's Nicolas some good, Cage good screaming scenes. is one of my favorite things of any movie of all time, mm-hmm. and th- th- this is some quality. He does a lot of uh, cl- swimming in clothing. Another Nicolas Cage classic. And his and his awkward his awkward line delivery and then his screaming is just the trifecta of amazing Nicolas Cage weirdness. I didn't. I honestly didn't think he was horrible in this movie most of the time. Right? Like he's just he's being he's been a serviceable worse Nick Cage in other things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there are scenes where he's really where he's really bad. Like especially in the last twenty minutes or so, he is pretty bad when he's when just he- like. Breaking into people's houses and shit. Bicycle from the woman. Yeah, as soon as he starts getting aggressive with all the women, I was fucking dying. But the rest of the movie is bad too, so it kind of all works or fits together. Oh, totally. It's like, it's not as good as the first movie in many ways, right? But I think most importantly, the original Wicker Man has this kind of like Wiccan pagan vibe with the architecture and the flowers this new one was just like a bunch of fucking like 19th century peasants was kind of the aesthetic you know what i mean it was like way less interesting visually um and it has that like shitty early 2000s aesthetic too yeah for (laughs) sure it very much those flashbacks are so bad oh my god and why does it keep flashing back why 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 does it keep flashing back to that like it doesn't make sense that opening scene too it just doesn't so make bad. any sense that's yeah that no. was one of my biggest questions because they keep going back to that and it, i just got more and more confused by it as the yeah. movie so went on like was I, he drugged or what <laughs> so when i originally like before i'd seen the movies i told you guys i'd watched like some videos on this one i had i had understood from those videos that the blonde cop at the beginning and the mother and daughter from even earlier in the beginning the scene that he keeps flashing back to yeah. are a part of it right that i mean they, they are have part to be, of the yeah. cult or whatever and they are like all guiding him to go to the island and that's like the whole thing but the movie does not address that whatsoever like there is one flashback dream sequence where the cop has like a bee on her and then maybe turns into bees Mm -hmm. but like it's not addressed and it's it's so awkward that it's like yeah maybe they're that but like he doesn't he he doesn't seem to think that i don't know it just it i thought there would be because of watching that stuff and people being like oh yeah i'm pretty sure this is it i thought there was gonna be more exploration of that or like why this woman that he was engaged to he didn't know anything about or something weird i was also one of my main issues with this compared to the first one was the change that he knew this woman coming onto the island and that it was his daughter that was missing Mm -hmm. yeah and the honey stuff but (laughs) (laughs) that was that was all very silly but like going back to the the opening scene i wasn't confused 
about that. Like, I think it's by the end of it, it's clear that it was all premeditated and that they were all involved. Right. But logistically, it doesn't make sense how they did it because he they were in the car. It blew up in front of him. Their bodies were not found, but they don't address how that was possible. Which also doesn't make sense. How in, in, in in a car accident, you say the bodies weren't found. It's not like there's a huge body of water nearby. Like, wh- how were their bodies not found? Right. That they were just make like any sense. Yeah. They and they kind of the investigation ended there. It's like, well, I guess we'll never know where they are. <laughs> like, yeah. Although she the cop like, was in on it, too. She goes literally. She goes, maybe we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. So are we meant to assume that that woman was in on it and she infiltrated a police department where he worked just so they could set up this thing where well, see, like because they knew I mean, each like, other like if she was if she was in on it like and it does and it shows her later at the at the at the cop station or whatever. So it's not like she's just some random person that's like imitating a cop or whatever like she like he already knew her. She's at the station. Clearly, she does work as a cop. That's not fake. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you on that too. Like, that's where I was like, is she a part of it? Is she not? It doesn't quite make sense. Because mm-hmm. right. why would someone go through all of that effort for years and years and years and years and years to sacrifice one person? Right. Yeah. That would that. It's logistically, it just doesn't make any sense. Um. So that's fun. Um. One other moment I'll bring up that had me dying was towards the end when Nick Cage finds uh, the dead pilot like on the beach with his like <laughs> with blood his mouth and mouth sewn shut, and he like <laughs> he like touches him to make sure he's dead. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's clearly dead. It reminded me of that scene. I think it's Scary Movie Three, where someone's head falls off, and the character is like picks up the head and is like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Just so many like just silly ass fucking moments in this movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, sure. the fist fighting multiple women towards the end, and I was just like, "What Honestly, even is happening?" Here? Anytime he punched a woman, it was just laugh out loud rioting. He never hits a dude. There's never any dudes who show up. No. It's all it's all no. women. He's just fucking knocking also, out and drop kicking. Question for you guys, and maybe this was in a deleted scene or something. Do the guys have their tongues cut out? Is that what we're meant to believe? Um, they no, none of them ever speak. Again, right, that's he, none of them ever speak, which I thought was an interesting thing until he literally mentions it, and I was like, oh, that's dumb i thought it was kind of a subtle thing mm-hmm. um quote unquote subtle um but then he pushes one guy out of the way and he says why can't you speak or something and the guy goes uh like as if he's trying to talk but his tongue is cut out or he doesn't know how to speak or something right Yeah, i feel like it wasn't explicit yeah but... it, i mean they allude to the fact that because Nick Cage is like, well, what happens if, if you have a boy or something? And the she's like, LOL, we kill them, done. She just kind of laughs, yeah. <laughs> so I I feel like they, if they do have a boy, they just make them fuck all the girls and turn them into mutes so that they can keep reproducing or something. Like, right. I don't know. They make them servile. I don't really know. But that's not explored. And frankly, that's not the most interesting thing going on when there's all this crazy <laughs> B shit happening, you know, like, um, totally. but so, um, I, real quick, I was just going to say that like the B stuff doesn't add anything to the movie and only complicates situations. Cause there's tons yes. of moments where he's like, he's talking to uh lady summer's aisle at that like manner and there's just bees everywhere and he's just like smacking his neck it's like bro you just had a life-threatening experience and here you are having a conversation surrounded by bees thank you and he first gets stung in that like uh hive orchard you know whatever with the with the hexagons or whatever and he just runs deeper into the like honey maze it's like turn around the way you came like you can see the giant beehives you're running toward like it's just so silly I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, I was so confused by that scene. He had just almost died from being stung by like 
three bees, right? They show like three really gross looking bee stings on his arm. And then he's standing around there. She's covered in bees. He's not freaked out at all. He seems slightly uncomfortable and it's just kind of smacking them away right he's like what? annoyed he's not scared <laughs> he's like the like, way you would with like again the way you would be with like flies if they were buzzing around your head you're kind of like swatting away like oh okay go away he, he just almost died yeah and he's treating them like they're just a nuisance or something yeah like, just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um that was all i had i had taken down some notes of my favorite parts and i think i covered all of them yeah fist fighting multiple women check (laughs) dead pilot check (laughs) double fake out good to go (laughs) um yeah i travis did you have anything else you wanted to speak on uh matt you've been talking too much no, this movie. Oh, just one more thing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Oh wait, actually, I do. <laughs> Spoilers, but uh, James Franco. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! And I Jason Ritter forgot. too. The, the tacked yes. on ending. <laughs> like so, what? apparently that wasn't in the theatrical release, or it was, but not in the other release or something. That's what I saw. It that, that it, was like tacked on at the end. Well, so that's the theatrical version. That's the one we all saw. The right. alternate ending that doesn't include the James Franco stuff. That's the not the bees thing oh. where they put the thing, the cage <laughs> on his head. That oh, version yeah. does not include the like six months later bit. Interesting. That's such a bad okay. ending. It's so cliche. There's so many of those endings where so cheesy. It's just like, oh, no, it's going to keep on going. But the best part is that we already knew that. They went into right. great detail that this is how it works. And then it's, yeah, it's like, like, oh, God, it's happening again. Right. Also, it's like the I'm ending sorry. of, uh, isn't Hostel very similar like that, too? I mean, there's just so many endings like that. But I try to purge <laughs> Eli Roth movies from my memory, so I don't, <laughs> I can't help you so, there. <laughs> also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but theoretically, they only want to do this kind of human sacrifice if their crops were bad, right? Which she says has right. only happened like a handful of times since her ancestors came there, right? So in like hundreds of years, it's only happened like two or three times. Yeah. Rowan okay. Blew so it. are they just? So they're just setting up all these dudes to, like, what, just fuck them and take their, quote-unquote, seed um, so that they can have, like, non-inbred babies? Or, like, or are they also setting them up to be sacrifices? Because, like, that seems odd. Well, you got to have contingency plans in place. I mean, you can't, you're not going to catch every fish, you know, you got to, you got to make sure that you've got enough, uh, plant enough seeds so that later you can, uh, burn them alive. That's fair. That's fair. Um, one thing I also, I meant to talk about it earlier when we were talking about the differences between the two, but apparently over 80% of the dialogue from the original script is in this. And I, I don't know if you guys noticed that too, but there was a couple scenes, having watched them pretty close together, there was a couple scenes where I was like, oh, this is word, word for, for word. word. <laughs> Even if it's a different context, yeah. It's word for word what happened in the first one. Like, that seems so awkward. I'm like, don't do that. It's not usually something you see unless the movies are like an adaptation of a, of a book or something, which I don't right. think is the case here, right? The Wicker Man. The original is not... one is based on a book. It's called like Ritual or something, right? Yeah, that's but, what the credits said. Right. I I have no idea if there are lines pulled from the book that make it into the movie, but the remake of the movie definitely like I, I noticed it. <laughs> I think the first time or one of the first times at the the schoolhouse scene where he walks in and they're asking questions and the 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 girls say phallic image or something twice like i thought that was weird yeah twice why (laughs) it's 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 the the twins the whole island is full of twins and they don't address it it's super creepy so creepy (laughs) let's just litter the island with twins and not bring honestly matt i know you're joking but twins freak me out so much 
that I found that creepier than most of the other things in this movie. Oh Perfect. My God. Travis, you want to you <laughs> go ahead and fill Paris in? <laughs> With the uh, next digest double feature? Yeah. So tra- Travis uh, picked his double feature. It sounds like and... you're going to love it, Paris. Yeah, it's oh, uh, no. we're gonna. It's a double feature of uh, sisters. So we got sisters, the Brian De Palma flick, and a tale of two sisters. And they're twins. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least in sisters, I don't know about a uh, a tale of two sisters. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I'm um, not sure either, but. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Better strap in, Paris. It's gonna be a wild two weeks. God. Can I I'm gonna I might just skip the that next one. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I was gonna save that for the end. So I'll, I'll bring it back up again. But um Okay. Have we given star ratings on this one yet? No. I, don't I actually so. have one more thing though. Yeah, go for it. We were talking about how the uh in the credits it says that it's the original one was based on a book. But did you guys also notice in the credits that it says uh, uh, thank you or in memory of uh, Johnny Ramone? No, really? I did not catch that. (laughs) Yeah, at the beginning of the credits, it says, like, thank you or in memory of Johnny Ramone. And that is because apparently he is the one that introduced Nicolas Cage to the original Wicker Man movie. So is that how this got made? Like, did Nick Cage want there to be a remake like is that the origin no, story for i this? have no i have no further details <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah i didn't i didn't notice that i i fucking shut her down right after uh, the credits started <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i've met my contractual obligation now i'm getting the fuck out of here <laughs> um having said that i did have a pretty good time with the like honestly i'd be more likely to rewatch the nick cage version than the og Definitely. probably there it's objectively a worse movie but i just didn't really see any rewatchability in the first one not that i plan on rewatching this one but i would if i had no other choice or something you know <laughs> i would be completely it opposed to it i'm yeah. down um cool uh, uh let's do star ratings real quick uh i went with a 1.5 for the nick cage version that sounds good for me 1.5 <laughs> i went with a two and a half uh mostly because while this was a horrible horrible movie it was so enjoyable and i can guarantee i will watch this again you can guarantee it huh you're already dying for a rewatch. Yeah, I like. I have another friend who also loves Nick Cage almost as much as I do, and I'm like, I feel like her and I would are gonna watch this at some point. <laughs> Harris, did you see Mandy? I forget if you did or not. I have not yet. I haven't seen a lot of his more oh recent stuff because I was you under the impression that it wasn't great. Honestly, no, Travis, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm very conflicted because Matt seems to really not like it, and you seem to think it's the best movie of all time. Matt's so I feel hater. like, <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I would be surprised if you like Mandy Paris, but Uh-oh. I'll let you be the judge. You are the Nick Cage super fan. So you got to watch. This is why I don't want to see it. This is why I don't want to see it. Cause I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> got to report back. At least worth it for the experience. Will it be an experience you'll enjoy? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. You might come around and love it. Yeah, who knows? I loved this movie, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. All right. Well, any last thoughts on uh, either of these uh, Wicker Men movies before we uh, wrap her up? Um, I still feel like there is a a good movie to be made out of this story, but it probably would feel very similar to like a 24 horror movie. If it was Honestly, made today, Travis, isn't midsummer already? I think it was midsummer. Yeah, yeah. I think it got made and it was midsummer. Well, it's not technically, but yeah, there's a lot of parallels. 
even the bear suit like i feel like his biggest inspiration <laughs> oh was nick cage that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he drew his influence from honestly there were a lot of similarities with the newer one i was like ooh, i'm getting some strong like a really really shitty mid-2000s version of this i wonder why they didn't explicitly call it mayday in the remake because they never call it May Day, right? They call it like the day of the death, day of and, death rebirth and rebirth or something. Yeah. They, and they have the maple like super casually in the background. I was wondering about that too. I wonder if it was supposed to be like an inside joke type thing. Because there's that conversation where Nick Cage is like, what's happening the day after tomorrow? And she's like, May 2nd. And he's like, no, the day before May 2nd. And she's like, the day of death. Like, like just fucking say it. May, well, like, so it's was, on May 1st. Like, there Actually, before we go, there was a part there where he goes, oh, I thought the day of tomorrow was like a colloquialism of like you guys. And I'm like, who said that? I didn't hear anyone else fucking say that. You said that. I think the school teacher said it. Did she? Or something like it? Yeah, because I, I, it didn't I seem that weird to me Kurt. when he said it. I brought it up with Kurt when we were watching it. I was like, who said that? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, what is happening right now? That's where I thought I was like tired and like tripping balls or something. Because I was, <laughs> I was like, what is happening in this movie? Yeah, strange stuff. But that didn't, that didn't change. Okay. Anything else you guys got? That's all. None for me. Cool. Okay. Well, before we go, I do want to give a huge shout out to friend of the show and very special friend of Paris. Hubba hubba. Kurt did some original oh. music for us. <laughs> you I was like, you what would are you have talking about? <laughs> you would have heard it at the top of the show. Um so thank you, Kurt, very much. You can check the show notes for a link to uh, some of Kurt's work. Check her out if you want to um, see or hear more of what Kurt's all about. Um, but I want to issue a very special thank you to him for uh, writing an original song for our our little spinoff podcast. banger. Here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, and... You already heard earlier, but next episode, we are going to be talking about sisters and a tale of two sisters. So if you want to watch one or both of those movies, you can follow along in two weeks when we record the next episode. Um, sisters. They are both streaming. So. Yes. So that's what I was going to say. Thank Do you God. know more specifically, <laughs> Travis, where they're at? So Sisters is on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, and Canopy. And A Tale of Two Sisters is on Shudder and Canopy. Canopy. So plenty of options. Paris, do you, you, do you have a library card? Do you Canopy? <laughs> uh, I don't know what Canopy is. I don't have a Washington State library card. No, I don't. Or a Seattle library card. Oh, okay. Because if you do, you can get Canopy. It's it's uh, You put in like your library card information, and then you have access to this streaming Does service. Kurt. Yeah. Uh, it's what uh, five five movies or something like that per month. Yeah, five a month. Really? Dang! Mm-hmm. Is and that, how, some Travis, good shit is that on how you're always renting stuff from the library? Um. Well, yeah, I moved on from renting physical items from the library. Mm. Um. That was like a Mercer Island thing, just because it was oh, so okay. close. Oh, yeah, and I forgot you did nice. that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, or if you know someone Paris who's not using their library card, you could set up canopy or something it, it's super easy um you might be able to sign up for a card online even and get a number pretty quick yeah i don't know how well, that's what i was thinking that. i i was curious because obviously i don't want to go anywhere right now and I'm especially sure right now I, I feel like Close. they might have made <laughs> yeah. that a thing for covid yeah, if it wasn't already. I remember when I first moved up here, I tried to get a library card and they were like, we need proof that you live here. Please give us um, like a bill or anything else that shows your address. And I was like, I don't I don't have that. I don't pay my bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I paid bills like to someone who else who paid the bills. So, yeah. Uh, well, if you can't, uh, like, I, like I told you last episode, you can get a seven-day trial of uh, Shudder through Amazon, and then you can watch A Tale of Two Sisters there, and Three from Hell is on there, and I know you were curious about that one, so um, definitely a little bit more bang for your uh, free buck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Definitely. And Kurt just recently uh, got HBO Max officially. Oh, okay. So we have that now. So well, there you go. Ballin.com. Over You're here. set. Ballin.com. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're watching a mid two thousands movie. I thought maybe I'd just come back with some mid two thousands ones. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right, well that's gonna do it. Thank you everyone for listening. If you've got any feedback or double feature suggestions, anything you want to let us know, send an email to cinephilesdigest at gmail dot com. Digest spelled D I G E S T, unlike this podcast. Hit us up. <laughs> let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Stay spooky. Stay scared. Nope. <laughs>